Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Today is Monday. We're talking every Monday. We're talking LA Galaxy, but we're going to do things a little different, just like how we did last week. Um, we got, we're going to do a 30-minute episode uh, because we've got a lot going on. Tomorrow's a skills challenge, so we're going to be tuning into that. So it's only going to be a 30-minute episode. So we're, we're going to try to get it get through this as much as we can. But let me welcome my guests once again. we got Johnny Bolin from Lars. And we got Alex Rees uh, from Total Galaxy. Johnny, Johnny, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I mean, the Galaxy didn't do too well. But like I said before, we saw that Spider-Man trailer unrelated. And now I'm excited. I'm happy. But, you know, not too happy about the Galaxy. <laughs> hey, look, at least you got something to be happy about. I mean, the, the, the Spider-Man trailer is pretty good. What about you, Alex? Are, are you excited? Are you excited about the Spider-Man trailer as well? Yeah, it looks really fun. Hopefully, do you get Tobey Maguire in the movie? That I would lose it. Also, today, first day of college done, so pretty pumped. Oh yeah, to where, do that. where are you going? Congra- hey, uh, congrats! Round of applause. Where are you, where are you going to school? So, uh, I'm I'm at Mount Sac studying journalism, so it's gonna be a fun any, ride over there. Are you single? Alex? No, I'm not. Oh, I, I was about friend. to I was about to promote <laughs> you. I was getting ready to promote you. Well, look, let's 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 switch it over. Look, if you if you want to help him out with books, you know school money, you know, lunch tickets or whatever, Alex at Mount Sac. Or just say hello to a fellow Galaxy fan. You know, yeah, Alex you is going to be at Mount Sac. So. I'm an approachable guy. I'm not gonna, I'm not intimidating or scary. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but it's All-Star Week in L.A. Um, today I was, I was at the All-Star uh, press press conference, I guess you'd call it. Uh, so Bob Bradley was there. Uh, obviously, Christian Rodon and Lucas Celerian, who, who who's, is in place of um, – uh, Carlos Vela, I was, I was forgetting his name. Um, and then you also had um, on the other side of Liga MX, you had Funes Mori, you had Atalavera. So it was good. You know, it was exciting. Johnny, how are you feeling about the All-Star game? You know, the All-Star games in general with every sport, it's always been really hard for me to get excited and get behind it. Um, but, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch the game to see how, you know, Liga MX does versus uh, the MLS All-Stars and all that jazz. But genuinely speaking, I'm just really happy that Cheech is not playing. Uh, because I mean, wouldn't that kind of be annoying for Galaxy fans? We don't see him for months, and then he just jumps into the All Star game. So I'm happy that he's getting a break. I'm happy that he's uh, able to recover some more, uh, and I hope that we see him on uh, Saturday against LAFC. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I think there's like a rule if you don't play the game before the Zlatan rule. Yeah, the Zlatan rule. You can't play the next game. So we'll see. Um, what's up? That we're gonna say hi to Anna Gonzalez. She's in the chat. Thank you for tuning in. Alex, how are you feeling about this All-Star game? It's here in L.A. It's at the Bank of California Stadium. Obviously, we don't got Chicharito. We don't got Carlos Vela. That was confirmed today, this morning. The two biggest, biggest Mexican stars are not going to be there, obviously, against Liga Mekis. That's, that's a big thing. But what are your thoughts on this All-Star game? 
I mean, even before we got the news that Vela and Chicha were going to be out, I really wasn't that hyped for the MLS All-Star game. And just in general, like Johnny mentioned, I'm never too hyped up about any All-Star event or game going on for any sport, whether it be the NBA, MLB, you know, NFL, they got the Pro Bowl there. You, most of the time, it's not really too entertaining. I mean, the the skills challenge may be entertaining, you know, kind of like how, you know, the three-point shooting contest and the dunk contest kind of are in the NBA. Maybe that's something. But personally, for me, I'm not too interested in the All-Star game. Yeah, I'll definitely tune into it, but it's not something that I, I desperately want to watch and I'm, you know, extremely excited to wa- watch and see all these players go at it, really, because at the end of the day, they're not going to care as much. And honestly, that's the reason why I don't care as much either, because they're just trying to get over this, go back to their clubs, and just continue the season going. That's interesting. You make you make a great point because I think that that's the thing that that's tricky about these All Star games, right? Because like, what what is it? Like, what what do you get out of it, right? Obviously, you get bragging rights, but you got to compete against you know Carlos. Or you were going to compete against Carlos Vela, and that's going to be I think Diego Rossi and the skills challenge and all that. But at the end of the day, what do you get out of this? outside of the money and all aspects of these things. I think that's what the missing is because, you know, like if you're a team or you're a fan, like, yeah, cool, it's an all-star game or whatever, but like, at the like, what's the prize? And I think that's what's missing about this all-star game, um, you know, because it's like you, you tune in, it's, it's all cool and exciting, but, you know, there are some people that are excited. Obviously, the news breaking now, Carlos Vela and Chicharito, probably not so much. Um, and are you, are you, Johnny, are you going to be going to it? I know you, you'll tune in, but are you, are you planning on going to the stadium or no? I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. And something I wanted to say, add to it, was that the only other sport that does this during their season is baseball, and there's not nearly as many injuries in baseball as there are in soccer. So it's like you know, I get that, but it's like I think that's just another reason why this is just kind of like risky to me is because we always do this, you know, in the middle of the season, you know, around games. I mean, we're literally like playing like we have a massive game this week against our rivals, you know, and a lot of it's like toward, and I get it. I get why they're doing it. You know, it's going to help get eyes to the MLS and stuff. It's just hard for me as a galaxy fan to get excited. I will watch it though. And if, uh, if we do win, I will be talking loads of trash. Uh, so yeah, I'll be <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bit of bragging rights. Oh, that's good. Uh, one thing to mention too, Gio, you mentioned how you're at the press conference. I just found it funny how, you know, before like this past month, right. It was Vela and Chicha to be the main, heads representing MLS and now no disrespect but it's just Christian Roldan and Lucas <laughs> Ryan. they're not the most marketable players Christian yeah. Roldan seems like a really boring dude no disrespect to him but I kind of like <laughs> get those vibes from him so I, I just thought it was kind of funny that you know MLS kind of messed themselves over having such a congested schedule and now their biggest stars aren't even going to be participating in any events yeah no it, it is 100% on, on the MLS because how do you look at the schedule and be like Look, honestly, I think this is what they thought. It's like, you know what? Well, we want to be in LA the week of El Trafico. Let's just put it right there in the middle and we can stay to watch El Trafico. That's what I assume. I don't know. But when you look at you, you look at that, you're like, why there? Why this week? Why not another week? Why not? You know what I'm saying? Like, and that just goes how terrible MLS is at planning things. They, they just are. I don't think this is the first time. I've, you know, since I covered the league, there's been a couple other incidents. And I've, and I've talked to the other people that have covered this league for 10 plus years. And that's the thing about the MLS. You know, the heads of the MLS, they're just not good at, at planning these things. And when I saw it, I was like, why would you schedule it the week of El Trafico, the LA Derby, or whatever you want to call it, LAFC versus LA Galaxy? That, to me, never made sense. Never, never made sense. It was unfortunate what happened to Chicharito, and it was unfortunate what happened to Carlos Vela this Sunday, right? 
So two of the biggest guys that you're, you're trying to rally behind in Los Angeles to promote this and then, and they end up being injured. And it just, and it's unfortunate uh, for the guys. It's unfortunate for the league. Uh, and it's unfortunate for the fans, because I think any fans that were considering potentially going that were on the 50, 50, you know, buying, buying a ticket last minute, they might not be going. So we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens too. And then on another note, I was at the stadium. I need to post this video, but like the stadium doesn't look, the field looks worn out because I think they hold, they held a concert there. There's a concert mm-hmm. there. And then like, you have a skills challenge tomorrow, may not do too much. The game on Wednesday and then it'll traffic on Saturday. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, that field by the end of the week is, is not going to be looking good. Um, go ahead. I was going to say, I think that MLS has a hard time with scheduling mainly because we're stuck into this idea that like we still have to get more and more eyes on our sport, which I get, but it's not 2010 anymore. We have a good fan base for all of these clubs. We don't have to have these like games in such a weird time of the season. Like if we would have done it and I mean, it's easier said than done, obviously, but if we were to do this during the international window, all of the people that they were advertising could have like, you know, obviously with injuries injuries considered, but scheduling wise, Araujo, Chicharito, Vela, all those players were here. They were all here during the international window when no games were happening. We could have. Yeah, the only caveat that those people expected at least Chicharito to be on the on the national team. Obviously, that's not the case. But obviously, I mean, you'd be missing a lot of the stars for the MLS. But unfortunately, that's just so that's just the way it goes. I I just I don't I don't think the MLS has to continue with these All Star games. I don't know. That's just me. Exhibition games continue them right. Get get Club America, get Chivas, and all those different things. Bring it in because I, I do understand what they're trying to do, but I think how they're going about it, maybe it's not the best way. And there's other options to go about it because it's there's at the end of the day, there's nothing what you win, right? What does is, what is the All Star game mean? What do, what do you win out of this? What do you get out of this? Out of just being it's supposed to be a chill week, it's not a chill week. Players, players are getting injured left and right, and players ain't trying to play right now because they got such a consensus schedule, you know. This is like the last, I, I mean. I don't want to say this is the last thing, but it's like, wouldn't you rather get a rest than have to fly to LA, you know, yeah. and just rest? <laughs> you know, if you're flying from like Miami, all these different parts, you know, it's like in New England, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty far. But we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, um, we'll, yeah, we'll see what happens. I want to say uh, what's up to Galaxy Guy Podcast, El Trafico's tuning in. What's up, Mike? Um, who, Mike Jones, who says, what's up, players? Nothing much, man. You got to drop that number again. Um, but, yeah, let, let's talk about the Galaxy. Uh, we got a little bit of man. Oh, we actually mentioned Joel Naranjo is the only L.A. Galaxy player that's going to be be representing, um, which is a good thing for the Galaxy and representing. But, obviously, you don't want to play that many minutes. So, we'll see how, how much time he gets. And, you know, because he's a competitor. A competitor is going to want to play no matter what. So, yeah. so we, we'll see what happens. Um, all right, let, let's talk about uh, – Galaxy's lost, you know, against against the Cali Classical, against San Jose. Uh, Johnny, what are your thoughts after this uh, 2-1 uh, uh, defeat? Man, going into it, I thought it was really smart because it really seemed like Greg Vanny was trying to get his younger guys out there, get, you know, get them going quick and then get all the strong guys in in the second half. Get, you know, Dos Santos in, get Grenzier in. And it looked and, and uh, Vasquez, and it looked like it worked. I mean, when, right when they went on, it really looked like there was like a difference of play, difference of quality. Um, but the problem is, is and he said it himself, at the end of the day, it's our mindset on defending. And it, he, he put it perfectly. It just seems like if, you know, we, we need to have this 
this guy that's striking and that's our, our problem. And the worst possible case is to have a defense that can't be consistent. And we have that right now. Um, like always, like I'm being optimistic. I feel like it's just little adjust- adjustments. We haven't had Jorge Valifania uh, in a minute. Um, so it's like, you know, we, we have cards. We have things. To, um, we, we haven't been at 100%. So I think that we can do better. Uh, but that game just seemed like a mess. It just seemed like we were always kind of had our backs against the wall. It seemed like we never had urgency on the ball. It seemed like we were always making these mistakes in, in, in the back line. Um, and I didn't really think we deserved – I mean, even the goal we scored, it was an own goal. I mean, the, the keeper should have saved that. You know, we, mm-hmm. we played a terrible game. You know, so I would just hope that later on, once we get our guys back, um, we're able to be have a, a more consistent attack because, like I say, every single week we are not at 100%. Yeah, and, and Greg Vanny really, really emphasized, he really went off on the defense, and I got a quote here from him. Um, <clears throat> it says, I think our defending is not good enough, and it's on me. Our mentality to defend has to change, end quote. Um, and, I, and I thought that was interesting because, uh, you know, uh, he really went on the defending, if you guys saw the press the, the press interview for, for a long time, and he was really, really upset. Um, Alex, what, what were your thoughts on what Greg Vanny had to say after the game? Uh, very interesting. Now, I'll bring this up before you know I talk about this a little more. But even in his time in Toronto, Greg Vanny's uh, goal differential wasn't that high. So it's not like Greg Vanny's Toronto teams were necessarily known for this de- for their defense. And going into this year, I kind of expected it to be the same story, right? Where our defense is still kind of a liability. And on year one, I don't expect that to be completely cleaned up and tidied up. Now, talking about this, what he said, right? The mentality to defend definitely needs to change. Over the last couple of years, those center backs that have played in those positions, the only one left is Daniel Stairs, really. So there's been a whole, you know, change when it comes to defenders, center backs, fullbacks, whoever's playing over there. From the years in which the Galaxy were bottom of the Western Conference, worst defense in the league, most of those players, except Daniel Stairs, are gone. I believe that there's still a lot more time because we really haven't seen much of Derek Williams and Sega Koulibaly. I think that's still the best duo right now. I mean, Williams didn't play in the college Classico for, for resting reasons. So I, I'm still confident that there's a lot to learn. And I think this is going to be a real wake-up call, you know, before we go on the stretch of games where we're on the road a lot, where they won't be that many home games. Because if I'm correct, there's only five more home games um, for the rest of the season. So I think Van is trying to put in that mentality right now before it's way too late and before we're, you know, heading into the playoffs and we still don't know if our defense will be able to hold up against some of the more elite teams in the Western Conference. Yeah, no, I think I think it was interesting, like him, you know, going off, going off, obviously a uh, disappointing loss. But I just also felt like the offense wasn't doing that good either. You know what I'm saying? I think, you know, one of the players is, is Kevin Cabral. Uh, to me, you know, we, we talked about him and stuff. And, you know, I've said that, you know, in the long term, he's going he's gonna to pan out. And I, I still believe that. But I think this game was probably the most disappointing game that I've seen with Kevin Cabral play this year because there was just towards the end I don't know there was no hunger there was no real fight in him that you're like either one he was just tired or you I don't know what it was but it was probably the most disappointing performance so far that I've seen of Kevin Cabral when the previous game he didn't play because I think he was either nursing an injury or I forgot what was the reason uh he was like a late scratch but this was the game right you got to rest you know you, you got a whole, whole game to rest to come back and he went out with the performance like that and I think that kind of let a lot of bad taste in people's mouth because this was a game like, hey, they needed him a lot more, and unfortunately he didn't show up. Johnny, what were your thoughts on Kevin? 
You know, I, I'm going to say what I always say about him. I'm going to say that he's still trying to find his way. He's still trying to figure out the style that he wants to play. And I got to be honest, like having Jovalik jump on, I feel like kind of messes with that because you're constantly throwing him in different positions. So it's like, how is he going to get comfortable playing in a certain position? Um, also, I think having, you know, I mean, I know we're talking about Cabral here, but having Alvarez um, on that right side, I know that he's been doing great, but last game, like he wasn't, he didn't do that good. I feel like Cabral doesn't have a lot of support. And I feel like to get the best out of Cabral, we have to have like when Cheech is up top and you have Grand Sierra on the other side or, or situations like that. Obviously, he still needs to grow, but I think that he's still finding his, his way. I think that this season in general is an actual rebuilding. We've been saying that every year. Oh, we're rebuilding. We're rebuilding. This is actually a rebuilding season. We have the players. They have the ability. We know that they do. It's just getting them to be comfortable in their role. And that's kind of what we're doing with Kevin Cabral. We're throwing him all over, trying to find a place where he's comfortable. Yeah, no, I, I think I, I agree with that. I could see I could see a lot of those changes. I think just the effort wise is what was disappointing for me. And like, look, there's a lot, a lot of different things um, that I felt he could have done differently. Um, but I think well, the game, I think they the team needed him a little bit more. And I'm, I'm surprised he honestly didn't get subbed off because he just didn't have a good game. He, he just didn't have a good game. Uh, Alex, what, what were your thoughts on Cabral? Yeah, same as you guys. Not the greatest game. Kind of disappeared in the last 20 minutes of the game. I, if I'm correct, he barely got any touches within the final 20 minutes. It felt like the like the only attack we were getting in those last 20 minutes were from Sam Granzier, and that was about it, really. You know, he's the energy guy. He's the guy that's going to work all game long. We had him come off the bench, and he did his best to try to impact the game. Johnny mentioned, right, Dejan Jovalic. And Cabral's positioning have definitely been moved around and tinkered a lot this year. Dehan as well has really struggled in getting touches and really quality opportunities because he's getting the ball a lot at the top of the box and not much inside of the box, really. He's more of kind of like the hold-up guy. Every time I see him, you know, grabbing the ball, holding up, waiting for a midfielder or a winger to make a run and kind of passing it out there. So I don't think we're really utilizing Dehan Jovalich's best abilities in that sense. So while this was a really bad game for Cabral, and like Johnny mentioned, you know, this being a rebuilding year, I think this is the kind of game Cabral is going to look at and try to figure out what can I do better because MLS is a physical league and, you know, San Jose is a physical team. You know, we saw that. He, he kind of lost his head, his cool a little bit in the first half when he was getting mm-hmm. tackled a lot. And I don't know if there's a stat for this, but I feel like when I watch the Galaxy, I feel like Cabral's always being fouled, whether it be, you know, called by the ref or not. I feel like there's a lot of physicality when it comes to, you know, when Cabral's on the ball and players try to get it off of him. I think I have to look this up and look up, you know, some stats on MLS.com, but I think he's one of the more fouled players in the entire league, really. So that's something that I've kind of noticed. And I'm like, I think that's kind of kind of messing with him, you know, mentally, you know, you're always getting beaten up on the field right there. So I think that's something that's also affecting his play as well. Yeah, no, it's definitely and uh, El Trafico says struggling with physicality, but he could turn a corner soon. Like concern, no, I, de- I definitely do see that. I just feel like this game specifically, it was just, it was just disappointing and needed more out of him. Uh, the team needed more. Cabral's shots. Philip Rivera says Cabral's shots almost always come out with no pace, power, no effort. He did, I believe, he did have like a one on one. Was in the second half, and I think he, he just hit it off wide right. If I, if I remember, that's mostly correctly. because he's a inverted winger, right? He's on the left, but he's right footed. So most of the time, the defenders are going to try to make him shoot with the left foot, and you know he's not that great with his left. So that's why you notice those shots with no pace and no power because he's an inverted winger. Yeah, I think uh, 
Yes, but there's a but. He has to do better. You know. Yeah, saying? yeah, no, yeah, no yeah, doubt yeah. about it. But that's you're one of the deep. reasons why you yeah, yeah. you kind of see that. Yeah, no, it's yes and but. You're a DP player. You're getting paid DP money. And I understand your first season. It, it, it just all around the effort for this game. It just wasn't there for me. I do like Kevin Cabral. I do. I do feel he's he's gonna have uh, he's gonna have a successful time with the other galaxy, depending how long it is. But I, I just I just didn't like this game for him, and I, I think I was just disappointed disappointed in his performance. I think he would say the same thing. Um, and you hit another point. I think Dehan he really struggled because no one was really helping them up top. You know, uh, he had Efrain, but I, you know, I felt like Efrain. I know Greg Vanny was. You know, they've had like three games in seven days. Or I forgot six, seven days. Um, but I felt like, you know, if they started Grand Sir and Dehan, like if you would have had the speed out there, it would have looked a lot different. And I think in the second half, Dehan had a shot outside the box. It was kind of like a frustration uh, shot outside the team. It got to the keeper, but you could tell he was really frustrated because he wasn't really getting help up there. And he, he's a player uh, that I really like. Jovalich really does to me. I see him. He reads the game really well. And unfortunately, he wasn't getting the, the I feel like, the assistance that he needed up top. Maybe that will change once Chicha goes there. Maybe maybe this was just a bad game all around for Cabral and a couple of the players. Um, but we'll have to see moving forward. I did have a couple clips. Oh, Johnny, give me your thoughts on, on Dehan before I move move on. Oh, I love. I mean, I like him. I I haven't seen enough of him though, and I think it's okay. And I, and I'm gonna get hated on for this. Last season, the games that Chicha did play, he didn't get the ball ever. And that's that's a fact. You could go to those games. He never got the ball. And I, and I and I would always say that. I would say, yeah. I mean, I was pissed that he was injured most of 2020. But in the games that he did play, he had mistakes. But he didn't get the ball enough for us to really understand like who he was as a player. I feel like it's the exact same thing with Dehan. I really do. He's not getting the ball enough. He really isn't. The uh, midfield doesn't know really how to use him. It seems like their chemistry just isn't there yet. And I don't really I don't know how he plays because I haven't they haven't given it to him enough yet. Um, but I think that that's going to come. He's a talented player. Just like you said, he's able to read the game very well. There's been times where like, you know, at the end of the game, I think it was the, not, not against, um, uh, it was against Colorado. He was making these runs, these awesome runs and nobody was there to connect him with it. So I I think it's just a matter of time. I think once they learn how to play together, once they get him the ball more, he's going to be a lot more comfortable, a lot less stressed, and he's going to really come uh, come into his own. Yeah, no, I I agree. Funko Depp 11 says, Galaxy hasn't had their full squad this entire season. Healthy personal losses, excuse me, with Jonah and Seba and no depth up top have all added to the mediocre performance. They just need a rest and get healthy. Hey, that's, uh, hey that is definitely true. Uh, I definitely do see that. I do have videos of, of the defense. I meant to bring this up earlier when we we're talking about the defense, but we'll go back and talk about this. So this is San Jose's first goal. And I think if you, if you look at this goal, well, I'll point it out after. Let, let me just go ahead and play this. Abacassis and Mbobasi, this time he's done it. His first goal in San Jose Blue against his favorite opponents. Three weeks ago, he scored here for the Portland Timbers in what turned out to be his farewell appearance. And tonight, same ground, same opponents. He opens a brand new goal-scoring account. Yeah, but this is a fantastic look from Eric Ramady to understand where Lopez is in that pocket of space. So now the game opens up, and San Jose has been at their best tonight when their fullbacks have gotten forward. And Abobasi doing exactly what you're taught to do. 
So Bobusi, if you look at that play, Bobusi was wide open, and Joan—I mean, Joan Arajo was tracking back, but that was Efrain Alvarez's man who was supposed to pick him up, and he didn't pick him up, and he was wide open. And I don't know. At the end, you can see Joan Arajo's frustration, and I think that is one of the things Greg Vanny is pointing to because Efrain Alvarez just has to do better there. And I think when you see that, when they look at the replay, how he was just jogging back and not going to cover for Julian. I think that's where the frustration happens, and I think that's what Greg Vanny was referring to. Essentially, you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, look, there's a lot of guys on here that are going to be competing for competition. If they're not going to defend, <laughs> you know, there's going to be someone else come in, and, I, and, I, and he's totally right to say that. But I think that's one of the, the small things right there that, you know, that, that could be a whole different story. Maybe if Efrain Alvarez gets there, he may, may bumps uh, Babusi a little different, and, and, you know, it may, not be, may or may not be a goal. Alex, what were your thoughts on, on that play right there? Yeah, a lot of defensive, I guess, miscommunication there. You mentioned Efrain Alvarez there, too. I thought Nick DePew also as well could have done a little bit better to, you know, tell Sega, hey, this is going to be my man, you know, right behind me. Take the person behind you because they they were both leaving Abobasi kind of not open, hoping that whether it be Araujo or whether it be Alvarez, that one of them would be marking Abobasi. And unfortunately, that wasn't the case. I, I, you know, you mentioned right now, right, how a lot of players, especially in that midfield, and uh, those wingers as well, they're fighting for spots. And I feel like if Efrain really doesn't take the defensive duties too much, he's going to lose a, sparting, a starting spot, which is huge for him, really, because he's trying to get himself into the national team as a regular, especially with World Cup qualifying coming in really, really soon, right around the corner. I think, you know, it's going to be a big, big wake-up call for him because we've seen Sam Granzier play that role, and he's done it extremely well when it comes to playing both ends of the floor, you know, basketball kind of phrase right there. But, uh, yeah, Sam Granzier's done great there. If Efra can at least put in a lot more effort, then I think he's definitely going to make a case to be one of the, you know, solid starting players, you know, someone who we aren't going to move from game to game in the starting 11. Yeah. So I'm going to play the second goal, and this is Chofis. He pretty much breaks down the defense and the ball ends up in the back of the net. Oh, good escape. And that too, from the most acute of angles, is a very unusual finish. But Javier Chofis Lopez is the man who dances a jig of celebration. A moment of mercurial magic. And again, of some goalkeeping embarrassment. Yeah, but how many times tonight has he lost his defender in a half a yard of space? Trying to the see if they show the replay. Job of slowing okay, him down, stopping the attack, and then just a little shimmy of the hips. He's lost the defender. The technique is exquisite. Yeah, maybe a little deflection here or there. Yeah, I just feel I don't know if you guys could hear me over the replay, but I I just felt like right there that's that's on Sega. Like Sega has to do a better job. Johnny, what were your thoughts on that? Here's the thing: when we when we when you have a team that plays a four three three, you set a standard that you say we want to prioritize an attack, and that's why Greg Vanny sat back and said that that's his fault. Is he is I guarantee you he's in that locker room all the time saying we got to have pressure, we got to keep the ball, we have to keep possession, we have to attack, and when you have that expectation, it takes pressure and weight off of that defense it, it changes the expectation of the defense so when you have a game that doesn't go as planned just like that one the defense is going to have tons of moments where they have errors because they're in their own head they're messing up Koulibaly messed that goal up 110 he should have stepped up quicker he should have been a bit more aggressive but also god i love the guy 
That was poor goalkeeping by Bond too. He had, that was near post. There's no reason why he shouldn't have stopped that. So I think that it, a lot of these issues with the defense come with expectation from Vanny, and I think that that's why Vanny was so quick to to own, take ownership of it is because he said multiple times how, hey, we want this team to be an attacking team. We want to play a fun game, you know? We want to look f- like fun. We want to score tons of goals. But when you do that, you leave tons of holes open in the defense. And if you can't score all of those goals you want to score, then you're just going to concede a bunch too. So I think that that's kind of the core of the issue with the LA Galaxy right now. And in that clip and the two goals that you saw, it's just the defense crumbles when the plan doesn't go, um, you know, your plan. <laughs> As plan, no. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Alex, I'm gonna get to you. I want to get the, to the standings here because I think the Galaxy have fallen to fourth place with everything that's happened. I mean, it's still not, it's not, it's still not bad considering what, what, what's been going on here with the Galaxy. All right, so if you see this, right, obviously Seattle is at number one with 42 points, Kansas City second with 39 points, Colorado 37 points, Galaxy in fourth place with 35 points, and Minnesota. There's a bit of a gap, there's about Seven point difference. You got Minnesota with uh, 28 points in fifth place. Um, so if we look at the standings, right, you got big game coming up this week for both teams, right? For LA Galaxy and LAFC. Um, but you know, if you win, you you can come up to Colorado. You can go back into the third place. Um, obviously, you don't want to drop any more points. How, how do you see, how do you see the standings uh, after week 21? All right, so. Um... I I don't know. I don't know. I think the, the it's going to be hard for us to really do anything with the, like with the team that we have, with the decisions we've been making. Um, I think if Vanny's going to start playing with a different formation and start prioritizing the defense, which I think he needs to do, it's going to take a couple games to acclimate to that. Um, like I said before, it is a rebuilding season. If we end anywhere, I mean, I would be happy if we ended in fifth or sixth place. I'd be okay with that. That's kind of what my really fifth or sixth place. And I know I'm changing it because I was really hyped. Up <laughs> um, yeah, what is your app? I think a lot of people are going to want to come. It's right there. Like, Everybody can see it right there. Right there. there. Baby. Right there. I'm, like, I'm teasing, but no, this, this team. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. That's these team. This team's expectations. You got. You got to at least get home field advantage. Let's get Alex in here. How would? How, how do you? How you feel about this? And, and what would you like Galaxy to finish? Okay, so I mean, we can get started mentioning a good thing, right? Like, there's a gap between fourth and fifth, pretty big yep. gap, right? So we know the Galaxy are going to be competing for a top four spot, which is good, right? You at least want one home game when it comes to the playoffs to just get a good push going forward and really kind of get some momentum going into, you know, the playoffs, which are really tough. And, you know, luck plays a big part in that. So I think the Galaxy, if they just continue (laughs) to learn the defense a lot better. And, you know, you mentioned switching formation. You know, personally, me when it comes to you know my tactics, whether it be FIFA or let's, let's hear, or playing let's hear, here, GM Alex, dude, yeah. I love a back five. I love having <laughs> wing ba- wing backs, and personally, I think it can work. You have three good center backs, right? You can put in Williams in the middle to kind of you know move the ball around because he's good with the ball at his feet. You can have Sega on the left or right, and then you can have Nick Depew right there as well. You have Hamelainen, who's a who really has been playing as a as a left, you know, wing back for most of his career, not a traditional left back, a left wing back, which means getting forward and coming back in there. Julian Araujo, I think, can really fit that right wing back. And I'm, you know, personally, I think he will be even elevate his game even more, especially with now the demand that the right wing back position is needed all across Europe. I think if he plays at that position, he can get a pretty big transfer. You know, just saying. And then you have Ryan in there, right? Those two midfielders. Ryan can come in in case, you know, one of the wing backs is caught too forward. So you can kind of play a forward at the back with Ryan kind of being that extra center back. And then Sega and 
and Depew can kind of be like those, you know, left right back covers for now until Heimline and Orojo come back in. You can play Jonah right there as well next to him, trying to advance the play forward. And then you have your, you know, two wingers up there, Cabral, Grancier, and then Dehan or Chicha, however you want to go. Personally, I would go with Chicha for now, and then Dehan kind of be like a super sub as well. So personally, those are my tactics. Fair so enough. I, I, sounds I would, sounds, like, sounds would, like Alex you know, has been playing FIFA and he's already been doing this. So I've been I'm... tinkering a lot in FIFA, so <laughs> I think All this right. could work. Yeah, hold on. Let, 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 get, let's get you guys' final thoughts because we're, we're going to have to switch over. But, Johnny, g- give us your final thoughts. Dude, Alex, I couldn't agree with you more. That is the best idea. Greg Vanny said before. <laughs> At Greg Vanny? Goals, yeah, uh, most of our goals are made from their mistakes. Like, we'll have, like, like their mistakes tracking back or when the ball gets switched over, it's a mistake. That's how we need to play. I know that we want to have a 4-3-3, but if we, if we have a five, like five in the back, oh, my gosh, that would be perfect. Because that's basically how we're playing anyway. Most of the goals we're scoring anyway are from counterattacks. Like that would be that's absolutely perfect. So I yeah exactly because you know Grancier and Cabral coming in to defend as well on the on the wide flanks as well is going to really help. Revelson can really play that center back role in case you know we're also caught because that's really what happened during San Jose. We were caught so many times in their counter. I think, I'm, I'm, so I think I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have you guys share you guys' FIFA FIFA uh, handles, and that way you guys can play and give us all these tactics. No, look, I, I like I like I like that idea. Um, I mean, Galaxy well, fans, let me know. What do you guys think about the <laughs> back five? Seriously, I'm, I'm serious because hey. I really think we can succeed here in MLS with the physicality and lots of counterattacks in this league. Having a back five and playing it really well because we have the personnel to play a back five as well. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. We're out of time. Quickly, predictions versus LAFC this weekend, Johnny. I'll make predictions, baby, but I'm going to, I'm not going to do it. I ain't going to do it. You almost got me. That's Don't, do it. Don't do it. Don't do Come it. Come on. At least a dub. You can't, you can't say. No, you I can't, can't say, say it. That's, that's bad luck for me. Alex, you go Alex, for it. Alex, come on. I need, I need a it's gonna be. I'm going to be like Johnny. It's going to be a tight game. It's going to be a tight game. Oh, <laughs> you, guys, you guys are boring. You guys are boring. All right. That's all we have. The, all the time we have with these boring guys over here. Just kidding. Thank you guys for being on. 